Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. I'm Dave Taylor. It is time for another post-WrestleMania review. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us today. You can always find us online. We're on uh, Facebook and Twitter at ESPR99. Also, we're uh, we're part of a couple of radio stations. FM99, you can find us at FM99.com and 106.9 The Fox. You can find us at 1069thefox.com. It's where the uh, station's only wrestling podcast. Uh, my name is uh, Dave Taylor, and uh, man, oh man, WrestleMania is in the books, and um, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out one of the matches that happened because it was uh, one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen, but we'll, we'll get to that in just a moment. Um, comparing night two to night one, uh, I would think overall, like, night two was like the night that I think they, they needed the crowd. And, and I've been one, like, I'm fine with the matches without a crowd because I know that's that's what we're going to have. But there are definitely some moments that I think needed a crowd. Uh, so what's, uh, we'll run through the card. Uh, you can always uh, comment on our Facebook page, by the way, and what your thoughts on the show. You can also email us. That's ESPR at FM99.com and let us know what you think about the show and uh, definitely share your comments. So uh, here we go. The uh, pre-show. The pre-show was a match that uh, took place with uh, Natalia taking on Liv Morgan. Uh, this was uh, face versus face, which I thought was interesting. And uh, Liv Morgan got the win. Uh, there was a lot of kind of trading some moves at first. And uh, Liv getting a uh, clean win, what she needed. Uh, I don't know what's next for Liv, but, uh, but you know, it's nice for her to get a win at WrestleMania, even if it was the pre-show. Because I guess that doesn't count, or does it count? Uh, who knows? Who knows? Uh, then the show had a very bizarre intro. It was, I thought it was going to be similar to yesterday's intro, and it, it just got weird. And maybe that was a sign of what was going to happen later on tonight. Uh, I I just I can't really figure out what was going on, but they started it, and some guy came out, and they rewound it, and and kind of gave this big movie. It was just really weird. It was just really weird. Um, the opening match was Charlotte Flair taking on Rhea Ripley, and uh, a very long match, which uh, kind of gave me that NXT feel because it went on, and there's a lot of false finishes. It was a really good match. It was is really good. The uh, story was uh, that uh, you know Rhea's knee was hurting. Uh, so Charlotte would do some moves, and then and what surprised me with this was that Charlotte defeated Rhea Ripley by submission with the uh, the figure eight, and Charlotte Flair, as you knew, NXT Women's Champion, and uh, it's really weird because you know they they seem to like what happened at Survivor Series was that like oh it's all NXT NXT you know Shayna wins the triple threat. Uh, it, Rhea wins uh, in the match at uh, Survivor Series. And here we are at Mania, and Shane loses to Becky. Now, Becky went on a roll-up. And then here, Charlotte seems to have the more convincing win because she made Rhea tap out. I mean, the story was with the knee and everything. And, and you know, it always, like, bothers me because they'll have a match where somebody is hurt, but magically... Magically, they'll be they'll be fine where they can jump off the top rope and all this other stuff. And uh, you know, it's a, it's just wrestling logic that's always there. But um, so I, I'm, I guess Charlotte's going to Wednesday nights because you know they can't have her and Becky on the same show because it doesn't really help any one of them out if they're on the same show. Um, 
But I know one person that she will not be facing because of somebody that we saw a little bit later on in the show. We'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, the next match was... Um, was yeah, I was surprised by how well these two matched up because the build didn't really happen because uh, Bobby had was quarantined because he was in South Africa prior to uh, prior to Mania. But uh, Alistair Black uh, fought Bobby Lashley. Uh, Lana having a little bit of a different look, and uh, their match was all right. And uh, he, they're already teasing the tension, if you will, because why? Well, because Lana, you know, Bobby was going to finish off Alistair Black and Lana told Bobby to hit him with a spear. Bobby goes for the spear, and um, you probably guessed that uh, as he was going to do that move, that Aleister Black would hit Black Mass. Does that. Match is over. Um, I kind of wish, and I mean, I mean, they've already kind of teased a little bit before when, when Bobby said some stuff in Lana, uh, in a promo about being quiet, but that I, I'd like to finish but I kind of wish they took out the part where uh, Lana told uh, Bobby to use the spear because that, I think that would have been pretty a pretty cool counter if that happened just in its own right. But uh, Alistair Black gets to win. Uh, the next match, which, uh, man, I, I really wish the crowd like existed for just for this match. But Otis uh, took on Dolph Ziggler. Sonny DeVille was in Dolph's corner. And uh, you know, this match went back and forth, and, you know, and then uh, Sandia interfered a little bit, and then um, you know hitting Otis, and then Mandy Rose came down in a very new outfit, by the way, and low blowed Dolph Ziggler. Otis gets the win, and uh, you know there's a celebration in the ring, and Otis picks up Mandy, and they do kiss, and so I so there you go. So that that is the big blow off to the feud, which was a long time coming. They Worked on this for months, and it's a shame that this match and everything, because the crowd, you know, would have gone nuts for this. Um, that would have been great had they had the uh, crowd for that. But uh, but Otis gets the girl, if you will. But it's interesting because, like a couple of weeks before that, it may be even shorter. That uh, you know, um, Manny was like, "I'm not a piece of property." So so here we go. And that it was a fun match. It was good. Um, it just, uh, it said that just kind of needed the crowd. The next match, which was the longest match of WrestleMania, and um, it was the last man standing match with Edge taking on Randy Orton. And um, this match lasted over 36 minutes. It felt like an hour. It was, it was just, I know it's the last man standing match, but it was just too long. It was, it was just, it, it could have been, it could have been a lot shorter than this. Uh, it it just it oh my gosh it just it just felt like it went on forever. I mean Edge yes Edge gets the win. It was you know it was, it was nice at the end, but they could have probably cut twenty minutes out. Um, you did get a tour of the performance center because uh, they kind of fought over the place. You know in the gym. Um, I guess the one spot that I guess was catering, but I didn't see like uh, um, you know, uh, no way Jose and catering or something. That would have been funny if like this, a random wasn't catering that would have added some humor to the match. It was no humor. It just went on. Um, I mean, the storytelling was fine, but geez, Louise, uh, if you're going to watch this match, I mean, what do you skip? I mean, the one cool match part was, uh, when they were in the, I guess the boardroom, if you will, and Orton's on the table and edge does a, uh, 
like an elbow drop. Like he climbs onto this fence. He's hanging upside down. He drops an elbow, but there's no give because he's basically landing on a metal table. So he hurts himself in the process. And, uh, you know, and then the match ends up on a, on a semi truck. And I thought maybe, you know, there's one spot before that where Randy has Edge on a pickup truck. And I thought maybe he was going to, you know, put him underneath the cover and close the tailgate, which would have been a great ending for the match because there's no way to get out of that. Uh, but instead, they, they went you know more extreme with the concerto at the end. And uh, by the way, very big ladder in the uh, warehouse and stuff. And uh, so so that match went all over the place. And uh, like I said, it was long. It, it kind of took me a little bit out of the show because it just went on for a long, 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 long. Did I mention long? It was a long match. Uh, the next match was for... The Raw Tag Team Championship, and it was the uh, Street Profits taking on Angel Garza and Austin Theory, and uh, Selena Vega was in their corner. This was actually not a not a bad match. This this was kind of fun. I mean, it kind of felt like a, a Monday Night Raw match uh, in, in some ways, which is not always a bad thing because sometimes those matches are entertaining. Uh, Garza doing some great moves. Uh, that guy, he's going to be a star. I think I said that a couple of times. And then you have uh, Austin Theory, who who kind of looks like a uh, like a like a young like um, Thin Balor, if you will. And um, and uh, so I, I tell you what, and the ending was uh, pretty cool. And then um, after the match, you know, there, there's some uh, fighting going on and everything. And then lo and behold, I did not expect this, but Bianca Belair came out and uh, it, it beat up. Beat up Selena Vega and then hanging out with uh, the Three Profits afterwards. So not only apparently is she in the WWE now instead of NXT, uh, but she's also a face. So we'll see what comes with that. But I guess I guess Selena Vega is something to wrestle with. And who knows if Andrade is going to be out for a long time or what's going on. Uh, but that's the program they're going to have there, I'm assuming, with that. The next match was not a bad match. Was uh was the fatal five way elimination matches for the SmackDown Women's Championship? Bailey taking Lacey Evans, Naomi, Sasha Banks, and Tamina. Uh, the story here at the beginning was Tamina was a uh, monster, and uh, you know everybody's trying to take her out. And it was one of those moves that they had done before with uh, Nia Jax, where uh, everybody hits their finisher, and then they all pile on to uh, pin her. So she was out. Um, and Naomi tapped out to uh, Sasha Banks, and then. It got interesting with uh, Sasha and Bailey and and Lacey Evans that was left, and, and this is actually something that uh, that I mentioned on the podcast. And I, I didn't think I was going to get this right because I wasn't sure how this was going to go. But but Bailey kind of it's weird because they say one thing, but looking at the footage, I kind of see it another way where Bailey kind of you moves out of the way, and then um, but like looked like she was helping Sasha. And then Lacey Evans still punches out Sasha with the woman's right and gets the pin. And Bailey's on the ground. Like Michael Cole is saying, like she could have got up to save her, her uh, friend from getting pinned. But um, but I, I didn't see it that way. And uh, so Lacey uh, eliminates Sasha Banks. And then uh, towards the end, um, and you eventually see Sasha laying on the floor. You figure, okay, well, she's still out there. Then she's uh, going to probably interfere. And then she did came in, hit the backstabber. On Lacey and uh, Bailey finished off Lacey for the win, and she retains the championship. Uh, they did kind of tease afterwards uh, Sasha to bring in the belt and put it on Bailey, 
And I guess the story would be, well, you know, I want you to be champion because I want to beat you as champion. I mean, I'm, that wasn't said, but I'm assuming that's that's where this is going to go because um, those two are, are due for some sort of feud. And I guess Sasha is going to be the good guy in this. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll see uh, how that uh, turns out because uh, that's just, uh, it's been a long time coming. And uh, are we ready for Sasha and Bailey? I mean, like like Bailey, kind of like Becky and Raw, he's kind of gone through most people. Unless you, know, you bring up some more NXT people or somebody else, we'll see what happens. Okay, the next match. Um, <laughs> um, okay, it's the Firefly Funhouse match. Bray Wyatt, John Cena, The Fiend. Um, man, I don't know how to describe this thing. It was very meta. It was just... Uh, it was almost like an alternate world, basically, where where just you know John Cena was the heel, and like you know like WCW still existed with uh, with Nitro. It was like what the heck? It was really really re- really weird. Uh, John Cena enters the Funhouse, and there wasn't like a lot of wrestling going on. Um, it was it was like you you're gonna love this. Because of the theatrics, are you going to hate it? I, I am. I'm still trying to figure it out. I think I need to sleep on this. It was just very bizarre, very very bizarre. It was 13 minutes long, which is weird because kind of like the uh, the 35 minute Taker AJ Styles thing. Like it didn't feel like it was that long. Um, by the way, there was references to Saturday Night's main event, like with the old 80s theme. So they, you know, they popped out some money for that because that song's not even on the uh, network edition of Saturday Night's main event. Um, it was just really weird. You you got uh, rapping John Cena, the old uh, the gimmick he had when he was uh, thugonomics. So you, you got that. You got NWO. Um, you know, you got <laughs> Bray and, and all of his different characters, and then it was just weird. It was really weird, and I and I mean, the Fiend chokes out. John Cena. I mean, there's no referee or anything. There, there's no bell ringing, um, but you know he, he's the winner, I guess, of the match. So um, <laughs> I that was like I said, it was really weird. And if you just if you show that to a non wrestling fan, I just could I they're gonna look at you like you, you watch this stuff. But but you know, two theatrical events over the weekend. They're both very different from each other, and. I, from what I'm reading online, it was like it's like either the greatest thing ever or like the weirdest thing, and um, <laughs> the best part of that night was after the match. After the match that ended, and uh, the camera comes up on uh, Titus O'Neil, basically saying, uh, "You know, I don't know what I just saw," <laughs> which is probably the truest thing. But uh, yeah. Uh, and by the way. Uh, a couple of things like yesterday, you might have caught this with uh, the uh, before the Becky match and the, and the promo piece with Shayna Baszler dropping an S bomb. Well, the Vince McMahon puppet in this match also drops an S bomb as well, which is a reference to a, a Dean Ambrose and John Moxley quote and stuff. And it's just it's such good blank. Or no, this is good blank. I mean, that that was the line. This is good blank, but uh, that was just weird. Uh, one more match to go. And uh, some would say the main event of the evening, the defending world champion Brock Lesnar taking on Drew McIntyre. And uh, who would have thought 
that in both championship matches, we would see the champion do like, you know, like three moves, three finishers, and then, you know, and then the challenger hit his finisher four times in win. It wasn't much of a match. I mean, it was kind of what you expected. It wasn't a lot of German suplexes. There was a lot more F5s with Drew kicking out of each one of them. Um, it was it was okay. I mean, it's a great moment for Drew. It would have been you know, great if the crowd was there. Um, but um, I, I just, um, yeah, I mean, it's done. So, you know, Brock's going to go home for a while, and maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe that's a sign of things this weekend. Maybe we don't see The Undertaker anymore. Uh, maybe John Cena, you know, maybe Randy Orton, who knows, um, you know, Brock, Goldberg. So that was, uh, <laughs> that was the match. There wasn't much to talk about. It was twice as long as the, uh, Strowman Goldberg match, but, uh, yeah, McIntyre defeated Brock Lesnar. He's a new WWE champion. And then they wrap up the show. No pyro or anything. Uh, by the way, uh, side note, Braun Strowman, he was driving home. He was on his way home to Wisconsin. He's about an hour from his house. He drove all the way from Florida home, and he found out like an hour before he got to his house. Hey, we need you for Mania, so he went home for a couple hours, flew on a plane, and then took a you know on the I'm sure the corporate jet and flew back to Florida uh, to get ready for Mania because he needed him. And then bam, he's the world champion. That uh, that worked out quite well. For Braun. Um, comparing the nights, I, I thought the first night was better. Um, not that the second night was bad, but I mean, over, overall, it's a great show. I, I say watch it. If, if um, I mean, there's a couple of things you could probably skip or at least fast forward through, like Edge and Orton, because that was 36 minutes. Uh, Alistair Black and Bobby, uh, you could probably skip that one. Um, the Charlotte Flair Rhea match was really good. And, and it's just really weird because all this momentum that Rhea had. And the losing by submission. This is kind of like, you know, with Oscar losing to Charlotte. And, uh, you know, you're like, well, what's next? So who knows what's next for Rhea and, uh, in that regard. Um, you know, the, the, the Raw chat tag team match uh, wasn't bad. Um, you know, the oldest thing is, you know, cool to see. It's an okay match, but the payoff was good. And then, um, you know, the Firefly Funhouse match. If you're going to watch anything from the show, watch that and watch Charlotte. In Rhea, that was uh, Charlotte Rhea, probably your best wrestled match of the night. And if you're an Edge fan, check out Last Man Standing. It's long. You've been forewarned. But uh, but me talking about long matches. But you know what? 35 minutes yesterday, the Tanker and AJ Styles loved it. So it all depends on the style of the match. But, you know, with Orton, you get the uh, the plotting match. And, man, this just went on. So uh, there you go. A, a fun WrestleMania, given the circumstances. I thought they uh, did a, a tremendous job with it, and uh, the theatrical matches were were something else. And I don't know if that's something that, uh, considering we don't have a, you know, we're not going to have a, a Raw or SmackDown or a pay per view for a long time with a crowd that uh, you know they can pull off a lot of the stuff. Which, by the way, um, they did promote. Uh, if you haven't seen the Drew McIntyre Chronicle. Uh, check that out. That is well done. The Undertaker one just aired after me tonight. Uh, so that is going to be a series, which is going to be worth checking out. And then um, they're promoting Money in the Bank taking place next month. They didn't say where. They just said live on the network. So that will be happening, in the uh, which is going to be really weird, in the, <laughs> at the Performance Center. I'm assuming it's going to be the case. And then they promote it next year's WrestleMania. 
in Los Angeles. And I, I just hope for the world's sake um, that we can have that event and we can have some other events as well. Um, hopefully that is the case. Uh, some of the comments on our uh, Facebook page on uh, WrestleMania 36, uh, Brandy writes, uh, Otis Ziegler, McIntyre Brock, and Lynch Basinger all deserve the crowd. Orton Edge was amazing. Taker Styles made Taker look amazing, and it looks like he's in better shape than he's been in a while. The Firefly Funhouse match was just weird. They better have some kind of storyline going forward to make sense to that. Well, there was a lot of stuff that, uh, if you haven't been res- watching wrestling for a long time, there's a lot of inside baseball, I think, in that. Uh, Philip writes, uh, the, uh, well, <laughs> I like the first night a little bit better. The Firefly Funhouse match was the dumbest match ever. So he was not a fan. I did like that Drew won the title overall. I gave it a 7 out of 10. Uh, Aaron writes, uh, McIntyre Lesnar deserved a crowd. Yes, it did. It would have been great for Drew in that particular moment. And uh, Philip says, yes, that would have been the case. And um, some more comments of uh, night one of WrestleMania. And uh, some great comments uh, weighing in. And uh, by the way, I know somebody was uh, happy with their shout-out. But, hey, that, that's why we ask you questions in that. Um, Phil uh, writing in that he enjoyed the Boneyard match. He thought that was good. The other matches could have been better. So I was like, well, what would you like to see? And he thought that uh, you know, the Universal title match could have lasted longer. Kale Rollins should have been no DQ from the beginning. Uh, Aaron was uh, pleasantly surprised with the Boneyard match. Enjoyed Kale and Rollins as well. And um, Jeffrey, uh, Jeffrey, right, in. I think they did the DQ because they put a ton of... Uh, Heat on Rollins after the bell ring. You knew that Kale was not going to accept that as his mania moment. It's a clever way to do the match. Plus, he couldn't have gotten away with doing that with the crowd, too, because they evolved into raining booze during a DQ finish, which is right, because when that happened, I was like, really? This is what they're going to do to protect these guys? And then it would have been jumping out of the seats after a high spot for the win. The DQ just does add a good storytelling to the match. Good decision. And, yeah, looking back in that, yes, I agree with him that, Jeffrey, because initially when the first half was like, are you kidding me? Uh, Mike was uh, honestly entertained. Also, <laughs> I like this question, Pat. So did the match with only nine moves to evaluate the, uh, the universal title? To which uh, Jeffrey comment, and this is a great comment, by the way, if you're ever wondering about these uh, matches. Uh, Jeffrey says, no, they devalued the title when they let Braun beat Brock at Crown Jewel when he should have won in the first place. Then it was devalued again with Seth won with a little blow. He brought some prestige back when he won at SummerSlam. He valued again when he hit the Fiend with a sledgehammer. And then got devalued again when the Fiend was squashed by Goldberg. Then it was devalued when he replaced Roman with Braun with literally just lost his recent match, which also devalued the title match because he lost the IC belt. So there you go. Um, I mean, it was just a couple of moves. You know, I, I, are the guys protected? I don't know. I mean, uh, is Goldberg coming back at this point? He's, he's got to be done, right? Um, Jeffrey uh, was very pleased with the first night. First few matches were a bit slow. Picked up after Shane and Becky. Uh, he did not like that finish. And I'm trying to figure out here, um, because that was like the same kind of finish that uh, Kiari Saint did to win the title in NXT from Shayna, is that Becky doesn't have decisive wins over Shayna or Ronda Rousey last year. So, but, you know, that, that roll-up is a devastating move in WWE. So, uh, there's that. So, just trying to figure out what what the next steps are. And maybe because there's no crowds, you know, maybe they want to give Shayna the win with a crowd. Uh, maybe Ronda comes back. I'm assuming, you know, we'll, we'll find out on the Raw side what's going on. It'll be interesting to see what uh, Charlotte does in NXT. 
And, uh, you know, maybe I'll give him some ratings. I don't know. I mean, she's been there a couple times, but she hasn't quite popped the ratings yet. Uh, back not to like when Becky was there before Survivor Series. That that did some stuff, but uh, we shall see. So that that is WrestleMania. Uh, we'll give a full review because we got somebody who doesn't watch wrestling. Uh, watch some of these uh, matches. I uh, uh, if you remember Aaron from a couple of the episodes. I gave her a list of uh, what to watch. Because I definitely want her opinion on that. So uh, if you know someone that's a non-wrestling fan and you want to share, share, share some matches with them and get to your opinion, I, I would love to hear that. So you can always email us, ESPR at F99.com. Um, don't forget, uh, you know, maybe you're listening on SoundCloud. We're on Stitcher. We're on TuneIn. And uh, we're also on iTunes as well. Any reviews you can give us would be great. We would appreciate that. Any of the messages would be awesome. And, uh, and we'll be back. It's, it's weird to do this many episodes in the week, but uh, something we want to try new with these uh, pay-per-view events just to kind of be on top of things and um, to get the reviews out there right away. So uh, my name is Dave Taylor. Thanks for, uh, thanks for hanging out for this particular episode. And we will do it again very soon. Another episode of Eat, Sleep, Podcast, and repeat. <laughs>